Hey everyone, Sean and Dave here from the Saturday Morning Cartoons Podcast. We cannot start this episode. We can absolutely not start this episode without thanking the following people who went to our Patreon.com and support the show. So thank you. Bill Dixon. Jonathan Renteria Elie. Jack Connolly. Alice Kazanis. Derek Haynes. Melanie Harker. Dr. Jason Woods. Allison Keen. Battle Mat Fitness. Westbourne East Bread. John Richard Helter II. Dave Trumbor III. Damn it, again. And the one and only Sean Paul Ellis. Hey, listeners out there, if you want to get on this list of super cool people, we'd love it if you'd head on over to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, that's morning with a U to see how you can support the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from Paxtown, I'll be your boxing coach, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always from the Valley of the Kings, he's your Ren and mine, it's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, bud? Aw, David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? Doing good. You gonna, uh, you gonna keep your human skin suit on, preferably? I mean, I mean I'm thinking about it. It, I, it sounds like it would make the most sense. I mean, you don't really have to. I guess it's an audio podcast. You can, if you're not comfortable in your human skin suit, like your Eggers suit, uh, you can always. Uh, let me slip into something a little bit more comfortable here. Oh, much better. I didn't realize you were like a 36 foot tall. <laughs> grotesque mantis creature. You look like you've been turned inside out. Has anyone ever told you that? I'm pretty much inside out, boy. Yeah, directly. It's a nod at old Nickelodeon. <laughs> and also the show we're talking about tonight. Hey, yep. guess what? It's still April, wherever you are <laughs> at this point. I, I hope that people are not listening to this in an April and they're just like, wait, what? what what's, huh? <laughs> Poor William has probably listened to this over like Christmas break. And he's just like, it's not April. It's like Christmas 2019 and he's yeah. listening to it. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Well, we appreciate that you're sticking with it to episode 202. Hey, what's going on in Anime April, bud? Ooh, we are talking about Last Man. You mean the one with Tim Allen? No. That oh, sitcom? come on. That was can- ABC? That was canceled. Yeah, but it probably will come back by the time we talk about this. Do you think that that's... What? We're talking about the Last Man Standing reboot starring Tim Allen, uh, who's been cybernetically replaced 60% of his body. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I'd, I'd watch that. It's, it's actually... Would you watch that? I guess. Would you watch like cybernetic Tim Allen who comes back as the literal tool man? <laughs> he's just like, he's like the RoboCop of the Home Depot section where he just, <laughs> he just, you, you buy a model of him and he comes home. We're writing a terrible sitcom right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So join yeah. us for this, this roller coaster. You bring Tim the tool man Taylor home and he, he's just like your handyman around the house and he just fixes things and he makes racist comments while he's doing it. Ooh, and he'll I don't like that. made a human laugh. Which part? Checking out for the racist comments. I mean, you can, there's patches and and firmware upgrades, I guess. So you can, it's extra cost, but you can opt out of that. It's our most popular package here at the Home Depot, though. I'm not 100% sure why you've decided to opt against that. Uh, Jerry, Uh, do we have any of the non-racist models in the back? None of the... uh, What did Jerry say? Jerry Jerry said we don't have any of the non-racist models in the back. Well, 
All we have is racists. Can I do over-the-air patches and upgrades? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's an additional cost. Let's just get you... What if I flash my own Tim Allen firmware on top of this to completely rewrite the AI? Like, is that does that void the warranty? I, w- I want to know what you have in mind. I, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh, fair enough. We've got all kinds of models here at the Home Depot. <laughs> but I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do Keanu Reeves as Bill and Ted from the like from the sequel where they have robot versions of themselves, oh, good yeah. and yeah. bad versions. I'm actually into that. Is there a switch on the back, like a little light switch, so you know good or bad? I mean, you talking about like Treehouse of Terror, <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the crusty, the crusty. Yeah, doll. yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's your problem. It was oh, turned here's to your, evil. Here's your problem. <laughs> well, we've derailed already, but this was all to start by saying, "Last Man." I, I love everything about it, except maybe the title. A, I don't 100% understand its relation to the story itself yet. B, it's very frustrating to try to find anything specifically on last man out there because from what i've seen it's one word right yeah it's one word and it's not the last man no it's, it's not just last, last man space man it's just last, last man. man uh so imdb gets confused wikipedia's get confused it doesn't help that this was originally a french production and story and comic sure. which sean will get into in a second so that complicates things a little bit as well and it's a fairly uh not very well known here i don't think in the states yet but we're going to tell you why that should change. But first, Sean's going to muddle through some French pronunciations here with our history of Last Man. Uh, if, I, if I embarrass anybody with the French pronunciations of It'll this, just I, be ourselves. I, I apologize in yeah. advance. We're dum-dums, so we apologize. Last Man is a French comic series written by Bastien Vivet and Balak and drawn by Bastien Vivet and Michal Saint-Lanvie. It has been published since March 2013 by Casterman in a collection, Caster, which is spelled K-S-T backwards R. In 2016, an adult animation telling the genesis of the main character started being aired on the public French TV channel, France 4. Mondo Media brought all 26 15-minute episodes of the English Dove exclusively to the Verve platform last August. And if you want to, and if you want to know, yeah. verve is spelled V-R-V, but pronounced <laughs> verve. Because nothing is the way it's spelled or it sounds these days on the internet. You know, one thing that drives me crazy on the internet, if I'm trying to look up a literal definition of a word, the first fucking thing that comes up is an app by that name or a program by that name or a company by that name. The definition is like, like 10 pages down. <laughs> Yes, I know, dumb dumb. Just go to like dictionary.com first and not just Google it. But I'm I'm so trained to just go Google things that like I just get frustrated with the definition. I mean, don't it's probably don't, just the old man thing in me, but you whatever. shouldn't feel bad. I mean, I literally had I to don't feel bad. I actually had to Google these people's last names and then French pronunciation in order oh, yeah. to be able to articulate them with a little bit. I'm sure I still Fucked it up completely. Any French listeners <laughs> are going to be cringing. I can't wait to hear YouTube comments that just call me garbage. Guess what? You, I'm already aware. Huge yeah, trash. Just pile. put them in French, and we won't know, <laughs> and probably won't go through the extra. Uh, what are you talking? I will. I say something mean to me in French. I will dump it in Google Translate, mm. and I will respond in another language. It's a game that we'll play, and we're all better people for it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good I'm time. Excited. Uh, what's interesting about this? So we were we were talking about verb. Before I get into trying to explain what the show is about, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Last Man that actually got you to finally sign on to the Verve platform. It's 100% accurate, yeah. Yeah, because we had talked about this for a while before, and I'm like, dude, I'm watching this show. I heard about it at RTX. It's going to be awesome. And then when I started watching it a month or two later, I was like, you really got to check this out. But it was only available through Mondo and through Verve. And if you're not familiar with Verve, Verve is essentially a, a streaming content provider, but it bundles a bunch of different channels together. So you've got like Nerdist, Rooster Teeth, Mondo Media, uh, Crunchyroll, which is a big one, obviously, for anime fans like us, especially in anime yeah. April. Uh, it's also got Cartoon Hangover from Frederator Studios, uh, a bunch of other things that I'm probably missing, non-animated stuff too, which we don't tend to talk about on the show here too much, like Shudder, if you're into the horror stuff. Uh, a bunch of other indie things, documentaries. I mean, there's a shit ton of content on there. It's like, you know, Netflix is obviously huge and massive and recognizable, but I, w I really wish people knew more about Verve because it's relatively cheap for the amount of stuff that you get from a bunch of different fan-driven uh, platforms. So yeah. I, I was actually, I was paying, I think, $8 a month for a premium Crunchyroll because Just by itself. it was killing me with ads. And they were, it was the same ads... And it would happen right yeah. at the wrong time. And, and let's be honest, Naruto Shippuden is a lot of episodes. And to continue to break that up with ads just makes it infinitely longer. And so. And it's the worst when it's the same episode uh, over. Or sorry, the same uh, ad over. I mean, over. there would be like 30 to 45 seconds of the same ad every yeah. time. And I, multiple. And sometimes they would repeat the one back ugh, to back to back. It was back brutal. Back. So I was paying for that. And then Verve was $2 more. And I had all this additional content. Plus. It's Verve is made by Crunchyroll, so right. it it they have been porting over all of their catalog from Crunchyroll to Verve, and then they've been adding all these extra things. Like I, I remember when I signed up for Crunchyroll. I know that I talked about this on Twitter recently, but I I really wanted to watch the the anime Gantz. I, I remember oh, okay. I remember talking about it, and I remember watching yeah. the first couple episodes. And you know, I <laughs> I think I posed the question on one of our our twitter on saturday morning what's everybody watching i'm watching gantz and somebody was yeah. like you know it's just a manga you should just go read the manga which to that person's question i was like yeah that's actually probably the right move here which i currently am i'm devouring the oh, manga cool. online for nice. free that i found and a fan translated oh, it damn it that's it's uh, perfect you're doing so good it's perfect you're doing so but good. at the same time like there's just there's all this additional content that's on Verve, and so it's it's great for only two dollars more. So this guys, we're also sponsored by Verve this week unofficially. I wish we were sponsored by Verve. No, I mean it, it's unofficially official. Look, it's one of those those <laughs> things that I w I would love to be sponsored, but like I'm more than happy to just talk about how much I enjoy the platform without any kind of compensation from them. They have no clue who we are, what we're even talking about. But I love the fact that they have so many different channels available for all these very hyper focused fandom things. Like if you like Rooster Teeth, but maybe don't want to pay for that first membership uh, for the month, you can get access to most of the same stuff through Verve. If you yeah. want the simulcasts that are coming out from Japan uh, for like My Hero Academia or like Dragon Ball Super when it had its run, you can watch that stuff through Verve. When Crunchyroll servers go down and you're trying to watch it, you can probably watch it through Verve. It's weird how that <laughs> kind of worked out, but uh, yeah. I, I've had so few problems with it. It's just, it really is a good thing worth checking out. And they have free trials like anything else. So that ends the non-paid sponsorship portion of Verve fluffing for the night. It's our unofficial official sponsorship of Verve oh God, this week. I wish. I wish episodes 200 to 365 were sponsored by Verve. <laughs> but hey, back to Last Man. Uh, here's the thing with trying to pin down exactly what Last Man is about. You kind of can't. 
it's it evolves from episode to episode it probably you know from comic issue to comic issue too so so bear with me for a kind of in-depth synopsis here and we'll try to give you an idea of what this whole thing's about so in last man the city of paxtown is a capital under the influence of drugs and corruption torn apart by inequality and poisoned by the mafia here trouble lurks at every corner in this depraved metropolis, Richard Aldana grew up to be a cunning young man without attachments or ambitions, and in his spare time, he boxes. For Aldana, boxing is neither a sport nor a passion, it's just a way to keep annoyances at bay. Despite having real talent, Richard would rather die than wear satin shirts and participate in the championship of ultra-violent martial arts, the Fist Fight Funeral Cup, for which all of Paxtown turns out. But all that was before everything fell apart, before his friend Dave, spoiler alert, the owner of the boxing club, was murdered. Overnight, what? Aldana becomes a protector of his friend's orphan daughter, Siri. Those who killed Siri's father are now targeting her, and they call themselves the Order of the Lion. They are a religious sect much more dangerous than the cops or gangsters that usually cause trouble in Paxtown. These quote-unquote nutjobs think Siri is the key to their other world. Searching in Dave's past for what could have triggered such a shitstorm, Aldana and Siri are drawn into a quest that overwhelms them, one in which the words Valley of the King, a mythological land of magic and demons, keep popping up. So just from that kind of uh, weird synopsis alone, you, you get the sense how this show kind of evolves over time. It really starts by focusing on a, a kind of a, a talented but lazy boxer who's <laughs> kind of beaten into shape by his trainer and the people around him. He has really awkward and... and uh, failed interactions with you know romances with friends with mentorships he gets in all kinds of trouble with the local crime uh, crime families and things like that too and and somewhere hidden behind all this stuff is like this super weird extra level of mythology that even the first what 26 episodes that we watched yeah. just barely start to get into like most of the most of the series that you'll watch is just focused in Paxtown and a, like 90% of it is not supernatural that doesn't get Right. going for a couple episodes in. Um, what was it about Last Man that made you want to check it out? And then what made you keep watching it? You know, it's really, it's bizarre because the thing that made me want to watch this was the boxing aspect. Yeah, it's different. I, I, I love boxing. Yeah. I, I have two sports that if they're on television or if I'm, I'm in a bar or if I'm hanging out somewhere at a friend's house and it comes on television, I'll be like, please don't change that. I, I, I legitimately would like to watch that. And it's tennis and boxing. Oh, tennis, tennis I get. Boxing never really interested me for whatever reason. But, but I, it, it's just, it's, it's hypnotic. It, it's one of those things where, you know, I love, I love kind of the pace. You know, once, I don't like the buildup to the actual you, start you of like, the match. You like but, Butterbean or whatever his name was back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I... I think it was something too that like, uh, you know, my, my dad would watch a lot of boxing and it, so it was something that was, was on every once in a while. I will check out matches every once in a while when I see that they're on or if they have title events that are worth checking out. I'm not somebody who follows the sport yeah. or a sport from match to match, month to month, day to day. It's just not my thing. But if it's on, it's something where I'm just like, oh yeah, now I'll start Googling and reading about those fighters. I want to know exactly what's going on. I, I, I love uh, I love everything kind of once they get into the ring and actually start the match that that to me is is wildly entertaining. I love I love seeing two people like at at the peak of where they are sure, yeah. uh, in terms of what they're doing athletically compete head to head. And, and that 
that is just, I think that's just really rewarding to watch. And so the boxing drew me in, mm-hmm. but then by the end of the first episode, <laughs> I'll say the thing that really kind of sold me was the crazy powers. And I continually feel like this show with a cartoon that we're going to watch next week, like they were just trying to out bonkers each other at certain points. It was weird watching them at around the same time. Yeah. 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 And, and so there were, there were these moments where I was like, okay, what's, what's crazy that's going to happen <laughs> next. And, and, and I love bonkers cartoons because you know, I, the, the, the fun thing, I don't like bonkers from the cartoon, Correct. not bonkers, not bonkers to Bobcat. Bobcat. We may have dipped it. So it doesn't actually exist anyway. <laughs> so don't worry we about didn't. It. So I, I love the fact that there's, you know, you you might have in your brain as as a viewer, you might have this preconceived notion of I have an idea of where this is going. I see no. the momentum of the show, nope. and this show just continued to throw curveballs for me and, and and show me new and interesting things. And I, I and honestly, the design of this, when we talk about yeah. it, this show is just beautiful to watch. It really is. Yeah, top to bottom. I mean, it's it's a we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, for me. I like the boxing aspect of it, too. I actually grew up in a town with a, a fairly well-known boxer, Larry Holmes, went to school with his kids and whatnot. And he had, he had I almost had wrestled, he had boxed during <laughs> Muhammad Ali's late days, and I think he went up against Foreman. So, I mean, he's, he's okay. in there with some of the, the literal heavyweights and heavy hitters. Uh, and obviously, we both grew up near Philadelphia with the greatest boxer to ever live in the real world, who totally wasn't fictional, Rocky Balboa. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, boxing's always had kind of like an interesting little, little niche, little you know, occupied area of our lives yeah. too. But I, you know, you never get to see like they never made a Punch Out cartoon, as far as I know. Or if they did, it was probably bad, and we'll get to it at some point. But like, if you remember from Captain N, the Game Master, <laughs> exactly. there was King Hippo yeah. who was present. But, but that, that that's <laughs> that's really we never got a little Mac. That would have that could be a cool series, like seeing Little Mac go through the training and like go up the ranks, and then see the cartoonist side of like. But anyway, that that's besides the point. I just I feel like that'd be like a like watching like one of those HBO specials, like leading up to an actual title uh, match. Yeah. Like a, like one of the thirty for thirties. That would be fun to watch. I'd love to watch a cartoonified docu series <laughs> about Little Mac climbing his way up the ranks. Um, but the point is that you don't get to see too many like boxing, especially cartoons. Sports cartoons are fairly rare to begin with, so to see one about boxing was was pretty cool. And then, as Sean mentioned, something happens at the end that like there's a whole another world, a whole another level here. But they're not going to tell you much at all. From the beginning, and, and even by the end of this first season, or whatever they want to call it, they really don't tell you too much at all. <laughs> so you, it's on you to try and have to figure it out and check out the comics. And, and pe- I've, I've heard from people on Twitter after watching this and being like, oh my God, I can't believe this, is, this crazy thing just happened. They'll be like, well, wait another couple episodes. And then just understand that the comics are like <laughs> 10 times crazier. And like you haven't seen yeah. anything yet. Like crazy shit gets crazier. I mean, could you, would you really want though, like one of those HBO 24 sevens with little Mac where it's just like him sleeping on a dirty mattress and (laughs) in like a closet and like waking up and, and him like paying bills. I, I, I think the thing that's entertaining about this show is that I, I know that you were saying, and as you were giving the, the plot synopsis, there's a lot to work with in the, the, the show goes really uh, it, it gives a lot of information, yeah. and I, I feel like that led to the success. If this had just been boxing, 
I don't know that I would have loved it as much, but when they add in all these different elements oh, into the show, it, it makes it so strong. It, it's the boxing thing that kind of grounds him as like, he's a real person. He's kind of yeah. a goober, but he's talented and like, he's a cool fighter. So like, if you look, if you just like watching cool fights that are like built up and dramatized and maybe the guy doesn't win every time, or maybe because he slacks for a little while, he actually loses and gets chewed out by his, his coach. That's all here. I mean, that makes him like a real blue collar, real world kind of guy. To get to yeah. see him kind of get embroiled in like the criminal underworld, whether he wants to or not sometimes, that's an interesting aspect too. So if you like the kind of like criminal um, drama side of this, that's another hook for you to get into without worrying about any of the supernatural stuff. Like even that stuff by itself wouldn't make like a compelling drama. Like, like a, a boxer who gets uh, involved with the criminal underworld of a, of a major metropolitan city, that's a drama right there. I mean, you're talking about like a wire level... HBO drama or something. Are you talking? You're talking about the Daredevil. You're talking about that's part of Snatch, wasn't it? Uh, kind of. The Guy Ritchie movie, the bare knuckle boxing and stuff. Sure. So I mean, like that. So if you're into that kind of thing, or or you know, Daredevil's backstory and his dad's backstory, that same kind of thing that comes into play here. But it's not even. That's just like a a framing story. That's just like a little fraction of what's actually going on. But (laughs) let's get into this. So we're gonna start tonight by talking about the theme song, which is different from what we're normally used to here what do we get with the intro of each of these episodes because for me if i remember correctly it's always kind of different so i actually i kind of broke this down because the okay the theme song is 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 interesting because it's unbelievably short but prior to that what you get is sort of you get the mondo media uh title card you get the title card from everybody or everyone on deck right and then you sort of get a quick from episode two forward, you get the previously on. Right, so you get a little recap at the beginning of each episode. Because most of the time when you watch one, you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Not to mention you get a, a quick and I talk uh, and like a quick cold open. Yep. So probably anywhere from about like a like 60 to, to 90 second kind of cold open. So you're you're well within like the first two minutes of the show, which is pretty cool for a cartoon too, for an yeah, anime series. which is which is great. Yep. Then you just get the theme song, which is just kind of like some synth music, a title card, yeah. a bunch of lasers that actually draw out the name, <laughs> Last Man. Again, no spaces, one word, no breaks, is, no punctuation. It is stacked, though. They are stacked on it. And then it is. Yeah. And then it just dies down, and then the episode starts, and you're right in the action. I, I really dig that style, that kind of like stripped down approach to the song, though, because yeah, it is just like cool synths. If you're a fan of the movie Drive, it feels like it could have come right out of that soundtrack. Uh, the fact that it has like the laser etching of the of the uh, title is pretty cool. The way it comes onto the screen, I still have no clue what Last Man really is supposed to be all about. But it's a cool intro, and it's a very like stylish intro to like get you into the show. It doesn't have a roll call. It doesn't tell you anything about what's going to happen in the show itself. Most of the time, the only time you see actual characters are in the uh, cold open intro, and that's it. But for just kind of like a cool, stylish sound to it, sure, I'm on board. You keep saying that in terms of the name of this last man, yeah. that we really don't know what it is. I, I wonder sometimes if it is a translation thing. I don't think it is, though. Probably not for that, because that's pretty straightforward, I think. For, yeah, from everything that I've looked through. So it, it really makes me think, as we've talked about the boxing match yeah. aspect of this show, there needs to be sort of that. And we will talk about sort of the tournament that they have, and we've mentioned that. Right. And so with this tournament, like the last man standing, sure. that last person there is sort of the winner of, you know, of that match. And so 
I think I've always considered that's what the last man stands I, for. I means. think that's probably a portion of it, but I think just like we said that boxing is such a small right. portion of the overall story that I think even that approach is just like, that's the idea, but now expand that to like this vast mythology about like inheritance of Kings and all these different supernatural powers and, and things like that. So I think there's yeah. a bigger part to play for the title still. And like, it could totally mean at the very end that like, as we've talked about this Valley of the Kings that like there ends up being one human being, like one actual right. last man who gets transported to there. But we don't know. No, we don't know. We don't know. That's kind of the frustrating thing about this. Like everything else we've watched up until this point, you know, my hero, uh, oh my God, academia. Every time I struggle <laughs> with this word, uh, we, everything was wrapped up in like arcs, right? So everything was, you could talk about an arc beginning, middle and end. And it was closed off. And then they went on to the next thing. Like this season on season three, it's summer vacation. And that's all we really know from the beginning. With Last Man, it's so tough because it's just like there's so much rich mythology that's just starting to be opened up and, and unveiled to us. And we don't know where it's going to go. So it's tough to talk about the things that have happened in uh, with respect to the bigger story. Because we, we don't know it yet. We can only start small and kind of go from there. Anything right. else from the theme song or introduction, though? No, I mean, it, it, I love the simplicity of it you know I, I i it's it's hard because i know that personally i have criticized tons and tons of theme songs for not doing roll calls sure. for not having dedicated animation for really kind of making it an afterthought this is very quick and it's it's very fast honestly though it works well for this show because this show is so insane that you want to get to those, you want to have somebody help you answer those questions that are never going to get answered. <laughs> but you keep thinking in that episode, maybe this is, maybe I'll finally get a little bit of an answer. You do get sometimes you do. some answers. Sometimes you get a lot of time. info and you're just like, I don't know yeah. what to do with this. This is a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, you know, because of the, because of sort of the, the frantic energy of this show and, and the fact that almost anything can happen at any time, pace wise, you just want to jump into the action as fast as possible. And so it, it really does work in the confines of this show and these t short episodes. I know we originally said they were 15 minutes in length, but I mean, really, when you look at it, it it's it's about maybe 11 yeah, minutes in length. 11 so this feels like yeah. this feels like a, a good kind of uh, adult swim style show that you can you can really get in and just walk away with your head like in your hand yep. like, holy but it is serialized too, so not just like standalone eleven or twelve minute episodes. Like it is, it is serialized. One thing I want to say about the theme song is like you guys can go cue it up right now. There's like a two minute thirty second version of it. It's just yeah. kind of got a cool groove to it. There's a nice drive to it, but it's also kind of chill at the same time. It's just a really cool sound. Like I, I don't know, just something about the style of it is is really slick. And I love listening to it kind of play out over the outro too. I'll sit there and watch the full credits. Usually there's actually a post-credit scene that's going to say like next time on Last Man. Right. These, there's a lot of humor in the show, but they really do focus a lot of that in the cold ovens and the outros. And it's usually <laughs> Richard, who's the everyman, just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then yep. like it just cuts, <laughs> it just goes to black. Um, uh, so that kind of stuff is really fun. And the music really complements that too. That's all I yeah. want to say. Let's, let's get into animation style, but I'm, I want to open this up with the same question we talked about um, last week on Ruby is last man an anime. I, I know that we've talked about sort of country of origin or intent. 
uh, or you know simply the fact that like if you if you have the feeling that this is an anime, then it it simply is an anime. It's like watching somebody on a cooking show and they're just like, I am now a chef, and you're like, uh, a lot of people actually go to school for that, and you're like, yeah, but I'm a chef now. You're like, okay, cool. I don't feel like sometimes you're deserving of this title, but uh, give it to you, I guess. So I, I feel again like yes, this is an anime. Mm-hmm. And from going and actually seeing some of the the artwork that seeing some of the work that uh, that Balak has done for this, mm-hmm. I, I I do I do feel that this is an anime. It, it's drawn in that very comic book anime style. Uh, it has that same kind of look and feel to it, and and the serialization of it as well. What's interesting is the uh, sort of adaptation for the screen. The comic book, in a sense, is like very French. Like there's a lot of famous French manga inspired comics uh you can say the same thing about french animation over the years um things like tintin i'm gonna get hammered if that's not actually french but i believe that it is and then they had a lot of other there was sort of like there was some french mecca there was some french kind of just other anime inspired series some of which we've talked about some of which uh came to the states um and were americanized so we never really knew that they were french to begin with but you can kind of get a sense once you start watching it like oh this was (laughs) this is not the original dub was it like um ladybug and cat noir i think that's actually a french was originally a french production too that's kind of a newer computer generated kind of slick but meant for like younger kids um anime inspired kind of thing i believe that's a french production too this is all just to say that the french animation scene has been dabbling and influenced by anime for a very 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 long time so to see the translation from the comic book style to the anime style for all of the, the different characters, yeah, that's to me, that's like 100% an anime transition. Yeah. A lot of times manga, they're written and then translated into almost carbon copied, right? A character in a manga is going to look like the character in the anime for the most part because that, those styles match each other. For Last Man, the, the comic is a little different. But the anime is just, to me, it's like 100% anime. If you want to get snippy about it and like just be really specific with your definitions, you can say anime-inspired, anime-influenced, anime-styled, whatever you want. But to me, yeah, it's an anime. It's yeah. anime April. So to me, it's, it's last manime, if you want to do that. Oh! We had American anime last week. We've got last manime this week. So Oh, fun. That's what I'm saying. But now let's <laughs> talk about that animation style. You already mentioned that it's gorgeous. What is it about uh, Last Man that really is pleasing to the eye for you? Uh, it's just very clean. It's is it Tomi Katana? It's, is that weird? Well, I, you know, I'll say this: I love the I love the character design. Yeah. I love I love how everybody is drawn in this. It's actually really interesting to see what our our lead everyman character Richard Aldana looks like in the actual French comic right. book versus how he looks in this. Right, he's a little bit cleaner. Uh, I, I just, I, I love the, the lines on this. Yeah. Like it, it's, they, there's so much attention to detail and I, I just, the color, the color in this show is crazy. They do such a good job with these like really bright pops of color that almost seem to come out of nowhere and, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. And every character just seems to have a, of their own personality that is influencing the, the style of what they look like. I, I, I don't know. I, it's. Some of it seems like it is flash animation to me. Yeah, at times. A little bit. But it, it's like one of the, if it is, it's like one of the best flash animations. Flash animations ever I've seen. ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Because this this looks, 
gorgeous and 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 you can tell from some of the from some of the actual like stills or just pause pause verb as you're watching it and just take a look at some of these things that are on here these are hand drawn and this is gorgeous looking yeah you can go and look at like this was originally kickstarted as an anime series years and years ago um but you can go and look at that and those designs have have translated and and stayed you know true to form but yeah, you can just like pause on a frame and it'll just be gorgeous from top to bottom. And there'll be so many different layers and they play with depth all the time. They play with the lighting of different scenes in fantastic ways, especially to really highlight either sometimes like romantic scenes or dramatic scenes, but definitely for like the supernatural stuff. Light and shadow and color and uh, perspective really comes into play quite a bit throughout. They keep it pretty standard for like most of the boxing stuff and most of just like the regular dramatic storytelling. And they still do a great job with that. But when they really want to heighten it for the, the supernatural kind of stuff, that's when things get really bonkers. And they have so much fun with, uh, like, like Sean said, the colors and the design of the characters. All these characters are like bigger than life and all their attributes are definitely heightened and exaggerated. Whether it's like uh, Tommy Katana's curves, she's kind of like a, a singer-songwriter, kind of a femme fatale, not really. Um, she's, she's super exaggerated, but so are the guys. I mean, all the guys, especially the boxers, they're like muscles on top of muscles, muscles where there shouldn't be muscles before. It, ultimate muscle. It's ultimate muscle, just without like the creepy muscle bulge of a head. <laughs> their, their heads are normal looking. The fin. Yeah, exactly. But like, like Dave is this, this massive wall of a man. He actually makes Richard Aldana look kind of small. But then Aldana will go up against other, other guys like Duke Diamond or some of the other people in the uh, tournaments. Everybody's just like massive. Uh, you know, they have fun with things like there's a, I think they're like Nazi brothers who show up later in the series. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've <laughs> got like redneck, like hillbilly, overall wearing guy. There's so many different crazy character creations here and the designs of all of them are fantastic. There, there's episode 16. It's called Parameters My Ass. Okay. They have a Ren that is on there that looks like the first evil X from Scott Pilgrim. And it is, and he he's very emo looking. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of like black hair. And then it's interesting because in that episode, you also get a different art style as well. When you find out that he has the powers and abilities to be able to sketch and draw stuff that comes to life. And so you get this like frantic kind of hand sketched look to everything yeah which is completely different from anything else that you've seen. And so even after 16 episodes, they're still throwing in new interesting shit that just was amazing to watch. And I even like stuff like there's, there's one guy called uh, Rizel who right. looks super goofy. Like he's got like the worst kind of bargain basement haircut. He wears, wears a trench, trench coat. coat. His one eye is kind of jacked up. But then as soon as he kind of like, he's unassuming, but as soon as his uh, abilities are unleashed, you're just like, okay, this is not a guy to mess with. There's something else going on here. Uh, oh my God, I love the design of, and I can't think of his name, but like the mafia boss. I oh yeah. I like love the, that the dude's Don. design because he's just yeah. like a massive lump of humanity and he like never moves. He never opens his eyes. He's just like, he's just like constantly, gravity is just like exerting its full force on this guy at all times, but he just seems so chill. Yeah. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit about uh, the Valley of the Kings and these, these wrens that they have and and again there there is an element that each one of these wrens 
has a, a unique look, has a unique appearance. Well, maybe explain I, a little bit more about Rans. I was going to wait until characters, but uh, since sure. we're kind of in it now anyway, that's that's fine. Let's talk about what, the diff- what Rens are and where, how we're kind of introduced to them. It, I don't even know how. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's somebody from the, the Valley of the Kings right. who has come to the Earth Plane as a result of a summoning that I think was was trans that transpired from Howard McKenzie, right. and yeah, you which, learn a lot of this this backstory through the course of the story. So you're kind of coming right in the middle of this. We really have to preface all of this with saying we cannot talk about some of this stuff without giving out massive spoilers. So if if this is going to kill you because you're about to watch this, I'm really sorry. But if you're like me and you're like spoil away, I'm still going to enjoy it. Proceed. They. They have possessed humans and they are in the process of essentially hunting down and eliminating other wrens. So it's sort of like a Highlander. It's like a, it's like a predator Highlander alien yeah. thing going on. This, this thing is like I've described it so many different ways. I said it's like if, if H.P. Uh, Lovecraft wrote the Rocky screenplay or like it's a, you know, yeah, like well, said. for me. For me, this is like Cronenberg exactly. level body oh, horror. Absolutely. I mean, when these when these humans who are possessed by a wren transform yes. into their full wren mode, like I mean, they are just their body is just completely transforming. It's, it's like naked lunch, and you're it's just sitting bad. there thinking, like, oh boy. And when I say but bad, it, I mean like it's just it's it's a it's a horror show. The animation yeah. is really well done. It's honestly better than anything I've seen in like Junji Ito's collection, which I've watched yeah. that whole thing, but kind of disappointing. This, it, it catches you like completely off guard. And you're just like, oh, that's the thing that just happened. Okay. Cool. Now I've got another nightmare. Yeah, cool. All <laughs> the nightmare creatures. Neat that they're oh, all here I, for me to know. But, but just the, the differences, the powers, you know, the fact that we barely even know what some of these powers oh, are yeah, you and you what never they're have, doing. And again, come out of left field. You have no clue what's going on. And, and like you said, these characters are larger than life. Yeah. They are giant exaggerations of things. All of them are wildly different, and the design and the style and everything that they have is just amazing to look at. And for the most part, they're like invulnerable too. So it's not like yeah. you can just like shoot a thing in the head and it's dead. It's like no, no, that's not going to cut it. I mean, but it, it, and every time a new one appears, you keep thinking to yourself like, you keep thinking to yourself, please let this be a normal one. Nope, it's just crazy. <laughs> And it continues to get crazier. And I, I, I love that. I love that heightening and that continual escalation that they have for this, that these things are larger than life. These things are not from Earth. And so when they play with the scale, when they yeah. play with what they're capable Especially of Especially because some it, of them can kind of like warp and mold the reality around them. So they really do just like oh. play with space and time and your own perception and your own uh, viewpoint and things like that. And they can, they can alter... They can alter a lot of things. They all come yeah. with their interesting, their own interesting powers, which sometimes is like, oh, that's super cool. Other times it's like, that's fucking terrifying. And then in a few special cases, it's like, this is really sad, and I hope somebody fixes this because I'm yep. very sad right now. Yeah. But I, that, I mean, that's that really lends itself because you know there are a lot of characters that are in here that you have the impression that they are very vulnerable yeah. and they're they're drawn in a way that you feel empathetic towards them and then they body morph into a horror and you're like, Oh Jesus Christ. And in some like, cases you spend gotta, a long time. I gotta time stop giving a them. shit. Yeah, exactly. 
Now, some cases they're real shitty people. So it's kind of like, that's all right. You can take <laughs> their you, hearts. Did you have a favorite? I, I know we have a ton and we're probably not going to talk about all of them, but did you have my, my favorite's the one I can't talk about. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's just like, ah, oh, it's such a cool thing, but also such a sad thing at the same time. And if, well, if not, we are, we are spoiling stuff. Tonight, no, I don't so. want to get into that because I honestly want people to watch this show and experience as much of it uh, for themselves as they can. I guess the only one that I'll say is uh, the, the final boxer that uh, Aldana goes up against in the sort of the cup championship has a pretty okay. cool power. And I like the way that that all kind of like went down. I thought that was pretty neat. And yeah. they used it in an interesting way uh, for that final fight. But that's all I'll say about that. How about you? Did you I, have I, a, a favorite creeper? Yeah, I'm going to spoil everything for this, this <laughs> okay. creeper, so don't worry about it. Eric Rose, the heart snatcher. He's like the first is, one, right? Yeah, he's one of yeah. the first guys that you, you're introduced to, and, and it, it has this weird fucking story behind right. it about this guy who's like who's been eating people's hearts. Right. Which seems and, like weird cannibal like serial killer stuff, which is why the police get involved, and this is, this is that next layer up from the boxing mafia drama, right? You've got that right. as your base layer, and then you bump it up to weird serial killer, get the police involved stuff, which obviously our heroes get increasingly intertwined in. And then really once Eric Rose transforms into, uh, into I guess, he's a, he's a Wren, but it's, it's like Winch, yeah. And his alias is the Heart Snatcher. This thing is just unbelievably creepy to look third at. Level, and, yeah. Oh my god! And it, <laughs> it just it, it continues to get weird. And but you know you, the fun of this show is pitting Richard Aldana, our everyman, against these impossible odds. Yeah. This show should have just been called Impossible Odds: Colon Last Man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the fun part about it, though, because like Richard. You find a lot of these characters have other abilities or they maybe have something secret that they didn't know about or was hidden for a while or, or they were keeping secret from people. But Richard is still just like a good fighter. Like That's it. He's a tough guy. Yeah. He's a good fighter. Uh, and he, he does kind of have a heart of gold at some point, but it's buried under that like tough kind of brash uh, exterior. And that's yeah. his arc. But he doesn't, there's nothing special about him beyond that. He's not, you know, he's not channeling the nine-tailed fox chakra or anything like that. Like, he's just a guy. And he's just, like, increasingly just like, the fuck is going on? Like, I'm just going to run or punch things because that's all I know how to do. I just, I love that he is the stand-in because yeah. as we're sitting here watching and going, what the fuck? Yeah. It's great to have Aldana just suddenly join, like, Say jump in loud. and drop yeah. that line because yeah. he's... He does a great job of just narrating sometimes my inner monologue exactly. for this show in general. And he says it, which is great because it's not just like another character in an anime where it's just like, ha ha, time to save Siri. It's like, he's just like, what in the actual fuck? And then it'll just cut to credits. <laughs> and I absolutely love it because I'm just like, yeah, dude, I'm right there with you and I'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. Do you have any other uh, kind of favorite characters from either side of the divide? Anybody sure. who sticks with you? I I really loved Chubbs. Yeah, Chubbs is great. Chubbs is a great character. Again, very empathetic. He he's very soft spoken. He is a sweetheart. Yeah, you know he he's, he's a chunker. As you probably guessed. Well, and that's that's the that's the disheartening thing about all of this is like hi. He's like my name is Chubbs. Call call me that because I'm heavy because I'm obese. And, <laughs> and you're he's like surrounded by just like elite athletes this whole time. Yeah. I mean, but he just this self-deprecating yeah. sense of of almost pride that he has when he says this is, is so weird. But 
you have all these beautiful moments where like where he has the opportunity to sit down with somebody and talk to them oh, yeah. and change their mind. There's an entire montage of this that is so fun to watch. This again, this continual pattern of behavior yeah. that they set up for Chubbs. When you see it, you know he's again. You're watching Aldana go up against all these crazy odds, right. and then you're watching Chubbs go up against increasingly disastrous odds and yeah, you're thinking it spills yourself over to him too it's not all just focused yeah. on donna like this is happening to like the whole team that they kind of cobble together right this is happening to everybody everybody at the was it dave's gym at dave's boxing yeah, club yeah. and so Dave and this is how so everybody that's there is, is going through sort of this this crazy transformation in terms of the you know the fact that dave has died and so people are grieving you know, the there's the potential that they might lose the gym. There's the potential that they need to train up Aldana to actually be a good fighter and give a shit about some of right, this stuff. Right. And so these moments where where Chubbs is just like inserting himself, it is so funny. And then I, I think the perfect way to describe it is at some point in Dave's boxing club, they find there's a rat. That okay, I'm glad you said that because that's one of my favorite uh, favorite things. And and Chubbs attempts to put out like a rat trap to poison said rat yeah. rat takes a bite of the poison and he grabs the rat and is like, no, no, we got to save him now, <laughs> yeah, so which sweet. completely contradicts everything that Chubbs has been doing to that point. It's almost maddening, but the guy has so much heart and just cares so much. It's to, to watch all of the brutality of this show. He is that human element that is consistent throughout all 26 episodes. Right. And what's even fun about that though, I mean, you've got that uh, sort of the rat trapping thing to show Chubb's kind of softer side or to explain Chubb's a little bit, but it actually ties into like the plot that's going on elsewhere in that episode as well, which is a lot of fun to, to watch. Cause like they, yeah. they do little things like that. Well, they, they will tie in subplots that are going on into the main plot in just like metaphorical ways that they do a really good job with. And sometimes yeah. you can see it coming and you're just like, oh no, they're going to do it. And it's like, yeah, they did it. They did it. <laughs> but Chubbs has a pretty integral part to play in this whole thing too. He's not just like a, a, you know, a comedic sidekick. He actually has a pretty important part to play by the end right. of this. Um, for me, honestly, I really like Dave McKenzie. I feel like he's, he's the heart and soul of the whole thing to start with. If you don't like Richard, that's fine because you're not really supposed to. Honestly, he's kind of a jerk in the beginning. But Dave sees something in him. You start to learn why they kind of have this sort of older brother or, or father-son relationship. Um, so you get, to, you get to know Richard through Dave. And honestly, Richard has to grow up when something happens to Dave. So right. that is the catalyst for the whole thing. But even if you do like Dave, like I did in the beginning, and then I was real bummed with what happened, you will get to visit him again through flashbacks. And you'll get to see bits and pieces of things um, that unfold throughout the telling of the story through, through flashbacks and through stories of other people too. And, and more and more characters start to come into this thing throughout the telling. You'll have other fighters that come in, other trainers, other crazy supernatural stuff, other cops, all Yikes. kinds of stuff comes in. Yeah. yeah you, at some point you'll realize I have a thing for mustaches. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. It's a strong yeah. mustache game. Yeah. No, no, I, I, and suspenders, I bring that I up. Think. Yeah. I bring that up because I think one portion and one of my favorite things about this show is that every episode is named after a line of dialogue that is in the episode itself. Right. And so 
my favorite thing is watching these characters and waiting to for see the line. when that line of dialogue is actually and said. That that it, yeah. that was such a joy once I realized what they were doing. It, it and they they said it very early, and it, it is consistent throughout the entire show. It made finding that moment in the episode that much more rewarding to me. Absolutely, uh, I would have to say, you know, Tomi, Tomi Katana. I, I still don't 100%, I mean, just like visually, but she also is very sweet and has an interesting kind of, they have an interesting dynamic between Tommy or it's Tommy, right? Not Tommy. I've heard Tommy. Is it Tommy? Okay, maybe it is Tommy. Tommy Katana. But it's spelled, t- it's spelled T-O-M-I-E. But I think it's Tommy. Tommy. Um, she's obviously supposed to be like a, a bombshell, but she's got some sweet interactions with Richard. She actually is sort of his catalyst to like take things seriously. Sometimes when she calls him up ahead of a fight and tells him that he's, this is really kind of toxic, but she basically tells him that like he's worthless if he doesn't put his all into this fight or whatever, or she breaks up with him just to get him like pissed off because then he actually fights better and then they make up at the end of it. It's a really kind of like twisted, sometimes sweet, sometimes toxic, sometimes damaged relationship that they have from their meet cute all the way up pretty much through the end of the first 26 episodes. It's yeah. not traditional at all. It's very uh, chaotic and twisted and interesting to watch. And you never really kind of know where it's going to go. Yeah. But I mean, that describes the entire show yeah, itself, not just one relationship between Aldana and Tommy, but this entire show can be described up as just organized chaos that's beautifully executed. Yeah. And it and is brutal, sexual and graphic in nature, but also has so much humor in it. And that that's, and I, I feel like that lightens the mood in some of these like crazy, crazy intense scenes. But it, it's but it's funny. There are really funny scenes well, in this show. Let's talk about two of those different things because one, the sexual nature of it. Aldana will yes. pretty much fuck anything that moves uh, in this entire series, <sighs> and he does on a number of occasions. Yeah, go ahead. Fun story. <laughs> there is an episode. Episode four. It's called "Get Out of My Mom." Yep. And I accidentally <laughs> cued that up. Oh no. And watched it on a plane because oh, no. I had downloaded a bunch of episodes when I was traveling. No, because no, you're like, ah, it's and... cartoon. What's the worst that could happen? Yep. Oh no, no, graphic sex. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, I, I pulled it up on my iPad. Somebody clearly saw me yep. watching Aldana have <laughs> sex with away a woman. some dudes. It, yep. it was like it was another fighter's <laughs> mom. So these two obviously get in like a back alley brawl because of it, which is hilarious. <laughs> but like that's that's kind of a funny funny sexual moment. There's a really gnarly thing that happens with one of these wrens where they can essentially kind of like control people's bodies and they're kind of like a puppet master and they can make you do things. Yeah. There's a rough sequence that happens between one of our kind of heroes and one of the cops who kind of gets entangled with the whole thing. Uh, That's tough to watch. That's tough to watch. So thankfully there is some, a lot of humor (laughs) to lighten things up, whether it's Aldana with a one liner or whether it's just some of the, you know, some of the kind of Keystone Cops physical humor that kind of uh, comes into play sometimes with, with these as well. But there's a lot of like clever things, even with the fighting. Like The fights are always different. There's always an extra wrinkle to it. Like Maybe they're having a cage match instead of a regular boxing match. Or maybe they're fighting in a back alley. Or maybe they're fighting in a prison. Or right. you know, maybe the guy he's going up against is actually a supernatural creature who has these powers that are probably going to give him the edge to win. Maybe it's a tag right. team match. Like the, they freshen that up too. So that's, that's always interesting to watch as well. 
Are there any particular moments? We're kind of already in the plot. We, we've just, this is a yeah. tough episode for us to break down into its segments because everything just kind of flows into each other so well. Are there any specific, specific, good. Are there any specific <laughs> segments, scenes, or sequences that kind of stand out to you and made you 100% be on board with this show? So, I mean, I, I was, as you mentioned, you can watch the first episode. The first 15-minute episode yeah. is available for free on YouTube. Right. So anybody can check that out. And that's what made me really sign up for Verve. I, I, I'll say that episode two, uh, you're just saying that because I have a grenade. <laughs> the ending of that. What a title. I love it. The, the ending of that really sold me on it. But, you know, it was when I, when I watched... And I think I've mentioned these two episodes, uh, episode four, get out of my mom and episode 16 parameters, my ass. Yeah. Those, those are interesting first and foremost, because episode four, get out of my mom gives you a lot of context in terms of why Aldana is sort of a slacker, sort of the, the youth that he is and how he really just does not give a shit about Really, he Anybody doesn't give a shit about himself, himself even. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And so you, you get a bunch of this stuff. It has some of the funniest lines where they're calling this one boxer shrimp dick. And he continues to scream in these matches. He goes, I'm going to break your dick. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm juvenile. I'm no, 37 hilarious. and I'm still cracking up over these lines like I'm a fucking 14 year old. As we'll, as we'll read in the, uh, the love it or hate it comments, as Bobby will let us know, some of this is lost in translation. So the, the yeah. English translation is campier. The French version is more dramatic. So I'd kind of like to know, you know, I really, really like the English cast, though. The, the English voice I, cast is so English good. English voice cast is amazing. They're so good. I rarely watch things in a dub. Um, you know, most anime purists are, are probably of the same ilk. But Last Man, I always queue up the dub because it's so well done. And... Honestly, like, sure, I wouldn't mind just kind of like reading along to, to see if there's any different wrinkles that I missed or whatever, but like the English voice cast is just so good. So you can't go wrong either way is what I'm saying there. But go ahead. Right. I kind of cut you off. I love the, the fact that in uh, there is a match, there's a title match in episode 16 that is in no way, shape, or form related to a Ren, but it, it's like a part of a training montage where Aldana is trying to figure out how he's going to fight this, this tag team duo where they have the ability to like punch you and paralyze yeah. a majority of your body. And yeah, so he's been training. Yeah. So he's been training to essentially have a perfect fight, which is impossible. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's Aldana versus Crow. And so they, they have this moment where, you know, finally you begin to kind of see again, just yeah. Aldana isn't super intelligent, but then he can get in a ring and all of a sudden, all of that goes away. Like there's, there's this amount of clarity yeah. and focus suddenly that his character has. And, and to just accomplish like this one objective, just knock this person out. And it's one of those things where he's like, I got this, hold my beer. Yeah. And <laughs> you're, you're, it's exciting to see you go along for the ride because this, this character crow looks sort of like, it sort of looks like a Titan from attack on Titan, <laughs> attack on Titan. And it's creepy. It's and, and, creepy. but, but he's like a doctor and it, it, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> and I've never, I mean, we've like over 200 episodes and we've watched some weird shit, 
and we've watched some weird shit that doesn't work. This is weird shit that a hundred percent even works. though it shouldn't, because it's such a weird mashup of everything, like like Lovecraft and Cronenberg and Rocky and Detective Stories <laughs> and What and Highlander and Okay and like otherworldly stuff. Uh, it's it's actually interesting. In the very first episode, I think in the introduction, you get a taste of this. There's like a little girl who's narrating. She's talking about this place, the Valley of the Kings. There's like a. I actually almost didn't follow up on this show because of this first sequence that I saw way back in like, um, I don't know, July of last year. Well, because the opening sequence was like, like in typical Japanese anime, it opened in like an all girls school and there were a bunch of girls walking around in like uniforms. And I think maybe boys too, just walking around in like school uniforms. And then it was one girl just like, as everybody was going to class, she was laying in the grass by a stream and she's like holding this, like what looks like a spell book. And I'm just like, I don't, like I can't, I, I've seen this too many times. I don't really want to learn about new magic and a new world and this and that. And then it cuts from that. There's like a shadow or something that looms over her while she's talking about the Valley of the Kings. And I think she kind of snaps awake and you, you join Siri kind of in the real world. So you don't know if it was a dream or what. And that's the last you hear of it until like way, way, way down the road. And then it jumps into this boxing thing. And that's the stuff that got me into it. Yeah. But the fact that they introduce you with like this whole other mythology and whole other world and then they snatch it away from you and like, nope, you're going to have to wait. I love that because it was just enough to be like, there's another thing, whether you're interested in it or not, doesn't matter. We're not going to talk about it, <laughs> which I kind of like. Um, as far as sequences and like plot points that really got me, I love that rooftop fight between Aldana, I think Duke Diamond, and then there was another guy who, spoiler alert, gets eliminated Oh, I, episode 15, I am the passenger. I'm a passenger. So they're essentially, I think Aldana either knocks out or kills the main fighter for the crime family, right? For this tournament. Because like the crime oh, family thought... boss kind of has, he has fighters in, in two. And he's making a lot of money on the side by like having right, his fighters right. and then either throwing fights or betting big on, on the other guy or whatever. Aldana messes right. that up. So he's like, well, <laughs> you know, I could kill you right now or you could come fight for me. Isn't that more or less what happens? Yeah, I, well, I, I thought the whole idea was that he uh, he hadn't read. He was uh, oh. he was late to registration, right. and there were four of there were three other boxers that were all late for registration. Right. And Chubbs had gone in and spoken with uh, all these people all the way down the line, all the way up to the mob like yeah. boss Don who had like two and, two spots left or something like that. Yeah, who had he had two spots left, and so they brought in these four fighters that wanted to fight and put them on this like platform yeah like that that by itself right so four fighters two spots that's like okay cool i get that that's drama because these guys are really going to be fighting for a spot well then they take it to another level literally because sean you were about to say well they 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 elevate and extend a platform (laughs) above like this skyscraper and they have to fight on top of this platform and again only two out of the four can win and so it's whatever whatever two people are left standing at the end of this uh, and you have to kill the other person. You have to knock them actually off the building. And at some point, gets that's not enough. Crazier because yeah, then also that then the the segments of the platform start falling off. Like the, right. the mob boss is controlling it, and he's just kind of like, "Bloop!" We're just gonna drop that section out. I mean, it gets very video game yes. or that, or maybe even that 
that 80s uh game that we play called like don't break the ice yeah exactly where you're like chipping out that one little block and you're just like yeah you're gonna be fine (laughs) but i like that because it wasn't only just like a bonkers display of what the show can do but it also showed another side of aldana so he wasn't just gonna be like a ruthless i'll kill anybody who gets in my way to get what i want kind of thing he's like this is a fucked up situation i'm gonna do what i have to to win but i'm not gonna like go out of my way to kill anybody i'm actually gonna go out of my way to save people so Which he, he does. He ends up one it's... guy ends up dying, and I think he ends up trying. He ends up saving another one, but things happen, and the mob boss kind of does his own thing anyway. But long yeah. story short, he he and another guy end up getting into the tournament. The tournament itself, I thought, was interesting, not just because it's a tournament, but because the ultimate cup is way more than just like a title belt or a, a prize for winning a tournament. It has a direct connection. To everything else from this other supernatural world, which you only learn a little bit about, but it essentially right. comes down to the fact that, like, hey, uh, in order to like save the world, we have to win this tournament, which is such a <laughs> weird thing. It's like Mortal Kombat at that point. Yeah, it's great. It, it, that was a lot of fun. Um, some of the other sequences, man. I mean, Aldana has to do some weird stuff to defeat some of these Rens. And sometimes I really liked what he had to do. I thought it was great and fun. Other times I was just like, ah, I don't know. That's that's pretty twisted. You're going to have some psychological scarring from that for some time. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a viewer, I feel like I'm going to have some psychological <laughs> yeah, scarring exactly. from watching this, but I couldn't be happy. I really want to talking about it. I want to go back and watch it again. I want to go back and watch it again. Now that I have an understanding, I have a kind of foothold. I can I can feel like I'm on steady ground and now I can watch it and be like, oh, and there's that thing. I love the uh, interaction between Aldana and Howard. Howard is a great character because without saying too much, he's very complex and you'll learn much more about him. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on on about this guy. He's an interesting one to follow. And Siri is of course like the sweetest kid in the whole thing. She's of course the adopted daughter of Dave McKenzie that we've been talking about there. Again, she is a very complex character and there's a lot going on there. And there's some of the some of the weirdest scenes. I'll I'll actually say probably my favorite moment that she has is towards the very end of that episode 16 oh, really? parameters my ass, where she is able to defeat the Ren. That that scene, I, I actually yeah. just went, oh, like when I watched it for the first time, I went, oh f- fuck. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it's it's a big reveal and it's a big moment for her. Yeah, and and leading up to that, I liked the interactions with her at the foster home. Because without Dave anymore, she does end up in a foster home at one point. Right, that was different. That was it was hard as well. well very yeah. Different. There's there's a lot of tough stuff in here too, but they do balance it really well with the action, the intrigue, and the drama and the humor. Um, yeah. So they they do a good job of balancing everything. But it's I mean it's an adult anime. Yeah. There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of banging. There's a lot of like Oof. really tough stuff that you have to kind of weather. Um, it's tough, but I think it's worth the uh, it's worth the ride. Anything else from the plots that kind of stick out to you? My my final my final thought for anybody who's getting into this show and is is making the journey, watch the final episode all the way to the very end. There is a stinger. You need to see it. There's going to be a second season of this show. You have to watch it. It's great. I kind of I don't even remember what it is. I kind of have to go back and watch it. Now. Oh, dude, it, it's yeah. It, it really. I mean, if you were, I mean, it should be pretty apparent to what it is 
you know, we've talked about this land that nobody's had access to right. and all this shit that's available. And it, it kind of, it plays into that, but it, it's, it's a great scene where again, you have some additional things that are thrown at you where you really kind of leave it just going like, Oh, what the fuck? Dude, I really, I really just want to start watching this all again. I think tomorrow I'm going to start my rewatch because I've only watched it nice. once through. Um, you know, and I'll say, I'll say the, my final thought about this is that we were, uh, Dave and I have been chatting about this on Twitter every once in a while. And I'll say this, the director for this okay. show, uh, uh, I'm going to, Jeremy, I'm a, per, per, Jer- Perrin? Jeremy, uh, sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, it's Jeremy Perrin. Yeah. I, again, sorry, Jeremy, if I screwed this up, uh, was a nice guy and actually talked to us a little bit about the show. Yep. It's great to see that hopefully Last Man is becoming more of a, a bigger name in the United States. And while Dave is doing his rewatch, I'm actually going to start reading the comics. That's cool. That's cool. Because they have a, they've gone a lot farther ahead uh, than we're right. able to with the anime. So, yeah. Super cool. Um, I guess I'll say, like, just my final thought in that finale, they do really bring a lot of stuff together. It was a little... I don't want to say underwhelming because it's completely insane, everything that happens. <laughs> I was hoping for a little more closure, I guess, on the story so far at that point. I'm not disappointed. I was just, it wasn't what I was expecting, which is, you can kind of say that for any episode of this series. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it felt like a halfway point for me. So I need to see <laughs> the next 26 episodes and then we'll go from there. <laughs> but yeah, man, this right. is great. I mean, we're not going to recommend it yet because we've got other folks out there who have other kinds of opinions on this particular show. Hey, guess what? Yeah, you. You listening right now. Oh, you rascal. So, turns out, you on the internet, you happen to have uh, happen to have opinions, and we love to turn it over to longtime listener and friend of the show, Bobby Anthem, for this week's Love It or Hate It. Bobby, take it away. Our Love It This Week is from Ruye, who rated the show 10 out of 10 in a post titled a unique animation for those looking for something new. Written on September 29th, 2017, it says, Last Man is best described as unique animation with American, French, and Japanese influences. For those of you who are familiar with the comedy Archer, this has a similar sense of humor, but in a dramatic action series. Episodes have titles such as You're an Asshole, Aldona, and characters will tell others to get out of my mom. Yet, despite the raunchy humor, there's a good story here. It reeks of crime noir, but with modern sensibilities and plenty of throwbacks to nostalgia such as black exploitation films, 80s music, Walkmans, and of course, 90s anime. The original French dub is the most dramatic version, while the English version is the most hilarious due to the camp factor. I like them both equally, and this comes from a person who normally prefers to watch media in their original language. This is for someone who wants to try something new. If you're not patient with this, it may be off-putting with its unique storytelling, juvenile humor, and brutal violence. If you are open-minded, however, enjoy the show. And there's no hate it for Last Man, so our like it comes to us from Moonfish, who rated the show 9 out of 10 on March 18th, 2017, in a post titled Recommend. It says, A fantastic discovery. Never thought I would like this kind of movies, especially after a few stupid and meaningless Japanese anime in this genre that I've came across a couple of times. 
Excellent animation and design. Touching background of heroes. Exciting events and great story makes it very addictive. I would recommend this to anyone who like fist fights and adventures. Maybe view of blood wouldn't be pleasant for someone, but it is quite appropriate. See, look, even these love it's or hate it's, there's no hate no it hate. because we weren't able to find that many. So it's really just a love <laughs> it and a like it. You can't hate. I mean, it does have a good rating on IMDb. Unfortunately, there's just not that many people who have rated it and scored it yet, which yeah, it's upsetting. Like, go watch this thing. And then if you like it, go tell your friends. And then have them tell their friends. You can use our referral code uh, to, to earn more friend <laughs> points or whatever the hell. Like, <laughs> this is one of those rare shows that I, I will strongly recommend it. I'm going to jump the gun. Strongly uh, recommend it. Here we go. Here we go. Because so few people have heard about it. But it's such a cool thing. And it, it's such a, like a conversation driver. Because we held back on a lot of stuff tonight. And I really just want to like talk with people and just be like, wait, what about that one thing? And what the fuck was that thing? And can you believe that yeah. this thing happened? It's such, a, it's such a cool premise and such a different and unique show that I just want more people to be exposed to it. Literally. Exposed. Figurative. Also no, no, literally okay. exposed because of nudity. <laughs> I, I agree with you as well. I think that this is one of those rare gems that when you find it, it, it pulls you in. It, it, is, it, it has such a broad stroke in terms of what it's painting. There are moments where you want closure and they're not going to give it to you, yeah. which is, for me, it's just a hook to continue watching. I, I want to see what more and more bonkers things they're going to come up with. Well, you'll find I, out. I'm, in, in I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah, I'm intrigued. So I, I cannot recommend this enough. This gets definite recommend nice. recommendation plus definite recommendation plus one to friend Recom points. Oh, recommendation plus. <laughs> hey, a question for you. We're we're kind of wrapped yeah. up on Last Man here, but yeah. we always talk about how we love to have conversations about these cartoons with oh, our yeah. listeners out there, and thankfully. Somebody took to YouTube to not only take us to task for not knowing a lot of stuff about this one particular show, but also shared a bunch of insights and insider information. And they're obviously fans of this particular series and they know a lot about it. So it was really cool to kind of see that and have that interaction on YouTube. That's the kind of stuff we're looking for here, where we can actually talk back and forth with you guys and, and learn some more stuff along the way. Let me ask right. you real quick before I get into this comment. Mazinger Z, also known as Transer Z. Yeah. Yep. What did we watch this for? Was it Mecha March Madness? Yeah, or no. Or was it just a random? Was it a rando? Probably a rando. <laughs> it was a rando? I think it was a rando. Well, we'll have to find out. But we didn't do a lot of our homework on Mazinger Z. And we were very Oof. confused by a lot of things. A, because we had a bad dub. Uh, B, <laughs> because it's just a very confusing thing to watch the American version of anything that came out in like the 80s, especially from Japan or elsewhere. So, luckily, Jenny's Random Workshop on YouTube called us out and gave us some info that I'd like to read right now. So, they say about the theme song of the original anime. It's more of a poetic song, referring to Mazinger as a, quote, fortress of iron, end quote, of unrivaled strength, who fights on behalf of everyone with a spirit of justice. Although never narrating what is happening on screen, the singer lists the robot's main attacks. So, that's actually useful. It's almost like a roll call for attacks, right? You've got Rocket Punches, which I believe is one of, if not the first to start this trope, and the Breast Fire, as this uh, comment says, the laser you saw at the end. So the Breast Fire. I'm not going to call okay. it the Breast Fire, but we'll go with that. 
Yeah. The next comment. Dr. Hell's nationality is not exactly informed in the anime, but in the manga, I guess it is in the manga, unless you consider uh, episode 39 to be a all in caps major hint. Uh, also, I'm assuming he's a dick American. Probably a dick American. He's probably he's a dick American. Dick. Uh, also, Ashura is a robot, so whether that makes him a him, a her, or an it is up to you. That was the kind of okay. Ashura, I believe, was the sort of hermaphroditic character who had two faces. On one side, it was very masculine. On the other side, it was very oh, feminine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But since I guess it was a cyborg or a robot creation, I, I think of Dr. Hell, gender is kind of whatever. It's out the window. Uh, we... <laughs> The fact that we talked about the crab stick, about Dr. Hell wielding a giant crab stick to, <laughs> to control the robots. Uh, Jenny's Random Workshop says, wait, Asla, crab stick? Oh, no, 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 you poor things. You've been watching the bootleg sub with Google Translate level stuff. You know there's an official DVD with English subs, right? Uh, again, most of the time when we watch these shows, we don't really have the time or the money um, ahead of time to do our due diligence on a lot of this stuff. If it's not readily available, sometimes we have, kind of have to scrounge at the last minute and f- find whatever's out there and do our best. And this one caught us. Uh, they say, I wouldn't consider this a review, more of a blind reaction, which honestly I kind of agree with. It's cool to see people getting uh, into this with zero idea of what to expect, but with so much Spanish footage, which would not help us, and a DVD set floating around, I feel like you could have done a little more research or asked for help. I'll, I'll tend to agree. This was one of the ones where it was like we were a little over our heads with this one. So we just had fun with it, to be honest with you. We had yeah, a good time because I mean, it was bonkers. And uh, we, have, we have experts like you, Jenny's Random Workshop, out there to help us out with this. Because I love learning about this stuff. It was like when we watched um, Monster by Mistake. And I'm sorry, I can't remember uh, the name of the gentleman off the top of my head. But there was a super, super, super fan out there who was excited that we were covering it, was more than happy to share their wealth of information with us. And they had, they had actually been in the process of trying to find out more about Monster by Mistake by the company that currently owns it. I kind of want to check back in and see how that's going. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I love those kinds of fan interactions. Those are the kinds of things that we started this whole podcast for like 202 episodes ago for those conversations. And honestly, they're, they're too far and, and few between. So we really do appreciate when, when things like this pop up. So again, Jenny's thank Random you, Workshop, thank you, thanks for the sub, thanks for the comment, and thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you, Jenny. Appreciate it. And just to give some context, uh, Mazinger Z was a Facebook recommendation that we did for our okay. uh, listener, that was for uh, Listener Month uh, last, uh, last November. Okay. All right. So uh, still So we still were probably hitting accessible. the nog so, pretty yeah. hard back then. Oh boy, yeah, Farron from Facebook. She really made a, a choice selection when she recommended this, and we we let her down, and we probably let Jenny down. Okay. So we, had, we were on turkey and nog, and we'll blame it on that. <laughs> hey, bud, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks for our listeners out there to know about? Uh, guys, as always, I do live improv comedy in Washington D.C. with a group that is called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater, and you can find tickets and times with D.C. Dot org and i'm always on the ters and the igs at sean paul ellis you know what i can't even be mad at you because i heard somebody use ig as a verb today uh talking about some celebrity ig this or that and i just shut it down yep pulled the fuses <laughs> set the house afire just walked updated out. the computer let let all the let all the updates load just, just I, I, I overloaded the computer with updates so it would just burst into flames and burn everything down. 
And that's, <laughs> that's where we're at. I'm currently recording this from the woods. Uh, well, great Wi-Fi out here. As for me, you can find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. You can also find me on Twitter, at uh, DrKlawMD. As for this little <laughs> show right here, we'd love it if you'd head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. You can find out so much more information over there, as well as every episode we've ever posted so far. They're all in a nice, convenient little place. You can also pitch in to the show so that we can continue uh, to give you the high quality, except for Mazinger Z, cartoon podcast that you love and deserve. <laughs> and you can buy us some turkey and nog along the way, too. You can check out SaturdayMorningCartoons.com for our handy website. Follow us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep that conversation going on Facebook. And listen to our free audio podcast. Hey, remember, that's a free audio podcast. Each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, if you want to reach out to us and, and tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, or give us some information, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at any one of those uh, aforementioned social media sites or send us an email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail. Dot com. Hey, we got one more month of uh, one more month, one more week of anime April left. Is that right? And no, no, we got another we got a month. Whole another month. We extend an We're April. gonna reset this. Go all the way it's back. Double April. The scientists double got the April. clocks wrong. <laughs> now we got one more. Oh, week. Yeah, one more week. Can't wait. Can't can't wait. Hmm. Oh, you don't seem too happy, buddy. I uh, all I'm gonna say, if you like a Toblerone. You're gonna like next week's episode. I do not like. You don't like Toblerones. I have a Toblerone story, I... but I can't share it until next week. All right. Well, look forward to it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Toblerone. Hey, everybody! Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.